Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Hello. How's it going, everyone? I'm pumped. Today <laughs> is, was a good day, honestly. Is our, our heart rates normal? Are we... <laughs> the the My- stress of everything? Everything is a little crazy right now. If you're listening to this show, it's already Thursday, and you may or may not have gotten a PS5. <laughs> and... Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Um, who? We're we'll we'll talk about all of that stuff in the news portion of the show, which will be timestamped in the show notes. So don't worry, we're gonna talk about it. But I'm going to talk about some of the. Uh, I I experienced more of Marvel's Avengers this past week. I'm at the fine. I'm at the build up to the final mission. Uh, they actually said, okay, this is like, they kind of prepped you like, okay, you're reaching the end here. So I am really, I'm really positive on this game and I didn't expect to be, um, these characters all fight differently and differently enough that it's kind of interesting to play all of them, except for the Hulk, not big on, (laughs) still not big on playing the Hulk. But um, not big on the big guy. Thor is maybe my favorite. Um, the The way that he works with some of the ranged attacks and how you use the Odin force and everything is really cool. And I actually think so. Okay, so there's the main storyline, um, which is called Reassembled, and they really missed an opportunity here to call like some of the stuff after different Marvel storylines. Like if you read the comics, they should have called it like Avengers disassembled at first and whatever. (laughs) That's no one's, no one knows what that is. So I need to, uh, not put that expectation out there. Yeah. (laughs) But so it's really, I'm enjoying the game. I, I'm really enjoying playing as Captain America too. Um, if you went into this game and call that a spoiler, then I don't know what to tell you because he's right on the front cover of the game still. And he's gonna he's a choosable character. And so eventually Captain America... Comic books, baby. Um, <laughs> Captain America's there. And um, my only complaint about him is the sound design. His shield sounds like a trash can lid. When it's hitting things. That's actually a reference to the MCU no. in the back alley when no. he says, pick up some of your no, own size or it's something. it's bad. <laughs> um, I don't know why it's also so um, astoundingly loud compared to the rest of the game. And it's very confusing. The mixing, for some reason... Super off. It's just a lot of... Dong, dong. <laughs> like, it's very aggressive. So... It's fine. He's he's great to play as. You just have to get over hearing that, which is not great. Maybe they'll patch it because I I've seen some people mention it on Twitter. I I went to Twitter and like Google searched to see if I was crazy, and I'm not. So people are saying that. Um, also noticed that this game must have been. <laughs> I think it was rushed uh, a little bit. Has to have been. Um, one of the missions I was in had like spelling errors in the the guide for you like it was like uh 
uh, is one of the tutorial harm. So in the in the helicarrier, they have the harm room, which is the Avengers version of the X Men's danger room. Yep. And so the they have the harm room, and it's Black Widow, and I was playing as Black Widow, and it's like become invisible. Like it left <laughs> off the third eye and invisible. <laughs> and it was very funny. And I was just like, I tried to get a picture of it, but enemies were killing me and it was oh. really annoying. So I couldn't get a picture. But I'm really enjoying the game. I I don't know if I can tell everyone to buy this game. Um, there's, there's part of it that really comes from being someone that enjoys the comics and like enjoys the characters. So there's a specific joy I get from... Uh, the game giving me the ability to really feel like one of these characters while playing it. And I do feel like if you go into a level appropriately leveled to what it is um, with the gear, then you feel really powerful. So it it's fun. It's a fun game. I'd still think, you know, if if you're on the fence, really wait. I think it will hit a discount, but I'm, I'm wondering how, what the frequency, the character releases will be in the post DLC, because if they're releasing new characters every two months, when is this thing going to have a price dip? Because the, the characters are free. So it's, it's going to be, if they're, if they're really doing a solid churn of content for pumping out, you know, this experience for people, um, I'm wondering what that's going to look like. So one, one curious thing I have is that the, the main story, like I was going on earlier, is reassembled. But each of the solo, each character has a side mission that's themed to them. And they really do set up some small seeds for what could be other villains showing up. Like one of the side missions has Thor going to fight some people. And there's a look-alike Thor there. It's probably setting up Loki, but they don't follow up with that with more side missions. So they definitely are going to put out more content, I think, slowly for the other individual characters also. So it feels like this game is the Kamala Khan slash Avengers game. And that's good. Um, And now they're going to start slowly doling out Avengers stories for each of the characters seemingly um, they haven't said any of that that's just for me assuming because they've planted these seeds um, they easily could decide not to water them and never readdress them I hope that's not the case but I do hope that they support this game for a solid amount of time it gets a free upgrade with the new consoles to the next version you know it'll look prettier whatever run better, uh, which will be nice. (laughs) The load times won't be as long. So uh, this game will benefit severely from load time reduction because there is kind of long load times. So that'll be really nice. But I know, Seth, that you're probably never going to get this game. Um, And I understand. But I do hope that some of my friends out there do get it eventually because it is pretty fun to play. Um. But I do forever feel that small sting that I will not get to play with Spider-Man. <laughs> so, you know, I'll have that sitting in the back of my head and my heart for 
a little bit. Um, I also played uh, Hyrule Warriors a little bit more. That game is good. And it, <laughs> you know, reaffirmed all of the positive things we said about it last week yeah. when the the prequel for Breath of the Wild was announced. So, um, eh, yeah, that game's fun and it's good. So, Seth, what did you play this week? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I have <laughs> been playing uh, this game on my Switch. Um, I believe it is a switch console exclusive Ooh. and also also release on pc um called paradise killer oh i've heard of um, this game i have not so it's this is kind of a game i it, it's weird like i sort of bought it uh, like it was on sale when it first came out and I like watched one trailer or something, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna buy this and play it. Uh, so it was kind of on a whim. Uh, it's an interesting game. The what it is is an open world uh, mystery game. Um, I guess kind of like a whodunit. Like you are uh, planted on this world, and there was this big murder, and you basically have to go into this world and deduce what happened um it sort of has a similar ish structure to outer wilds and that okay um while this game does give you more of a jumping off point than outer wilds does it it literally just puts you in the world and you are you just have to go out and figure it out yourself um which is both good and bad um it has the it has the aesthetic and feel of like a '90s point-and-click game. Um, oh, okay. And I don't know how many of you, pl- how many of those you like played back then, but I don't. And I don't know if this was because of like the way the interface worked, but a lot of those tended to feel very labyrinthine, um, <laughs> and kind of, at least for my tiny child brain. Um, a they were hard to maneuver around <laughs> and figure out where stuff is um, as opposed to your giant adult brain yeah yes <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and this this game at the outset does have a little a bit of that issue for me like um in the beginning it was i let me just preface all this i'm like it's it's just one of those games that i'm still unsure of like if i'm enjoying it or not um like i'm continuing to play because i sort of want to know what the conclusion is um oh yeah and there is a sort of it uh like a a a, 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 a the loop of going like interviewing a suspect and getting new details and then kind of taking them to other suspects and like sort of back checking all the information and then like stumbling upon a, a a new location with new information. And then you can go, you go back and, and the way the the stuff kind of fits in and how you, you then get to take the new information to the suspects and be like, Hey, you told me this, but I found out this, what's the deal? Um, like there's something satisfying to that. Uh, but the, the way it's all set up, 
it's sort of it, it just kind of irks me in, in this way that I can't really put into words. Okay. Like, there's just something about, like, actually moving through the space and doing the stuff that, I don't know, it's just, there's something off-putting in it to me, um, which is kind of a bummer because, like, it's a really cool world that they've set up. Um, the game takes place presumably in the far future, in some version of Earth um, that, man, it's got to take place like in the way far future. But there are certainly humans. Um, and appears like... there's So there's the mystery of the, the game that you're playing, like the story. But there's also this... You, you find these... these um, like it doesn't really give you any backstory. But there are... As you uncover clues like you're also uncovering stuff about this this like the mythology of this world and so the just like what the heck is going on with this place is also like a sub mystery to the game um like it's not really important to the plot that you need to know um the the history of this this island called paradise that you're on um but it's but it's also like everything everything is so confusing that you that it, it, it helps to find like these little things, but it seems to take place in the far future, um, where at some point these presumably like horrific Lovecraftian deities from space came and and kind of took dominion over the earth and developed these cults, and then there was some kind of war that wiped them all out or something, and but a group of people like post-war they created this collective called the syndicate who like their their goal is to resurrect all of these gods who want to like murder people um so they're sort of like a a death cult um but like their purpose is to resurrect these gods and the way they do this is that they created like this island called paradise which exists in like this parallel dimension to earth um, so it's not in the real world, and like time doesn't flow normally there. Um, and so like they've gone through these like twenty four cycles of these islands, like trying to create this perfect world that will allow these gods to be resurrected. But like in in each one of these cycles, something bad has happened, and it's caused the whole experiment to go under. Um, and so you come into this, you, you play this character, um, oh, I have to, before I say the name of the character, um, and David, this really won't be of any, um, refer- you will have no reference point on this, but one of the things that made me, that persuaded me to buy this game was all of the, the character art has this incredibly strong uh jojo's energy yep i um so while you were talking about this i was looking this up and i saw that and i'm like oh gosh if seth doesn't talk talk about this i (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and all of the character yeah yeah all of the characters like their names seem like they are ripped out of like the names of stands from jojo's bizarre adventure oh heck Um, yeah so you play the main character that you play her name is lady love dies um and she was put into, like, she was exiled 
three million days ago or something from a previous island cycle. But she's brought back in to investigate this murder because you come to this island as they are about to go to the 25th like version of the island, which is supposed to be perfect. But before it happened, like the night before everyone's supposed to leave, the whole uh, leading council was murdered in their chambers, um, which is su seem supposedly like impregnable. Uh, and, and you have to basically figure out who did it. Um, I haven't figured out who, who did it yet. Um, but it's, it's an enjoyable game and like visually very cool looking. Um, it's got, it, it has this kind of like futurized version of the way media depicts like ancient Egypt. Um, if that makes Ooh. sense. Um, Ooh. and the soundtrack the soundtrack. So, the individual tracks that were composed for, like, the background music are each, like, really cool and good. Um, but I've gotten to the point where I turn the music off because it, like, distracts me from the game. You're just um, grooving too much? No, and it's not even because I'm getting into the music. It's just because... So one of the key things about this game is that you, as you are moving through the environment, um, like there are items that you can find around... Like there's a currency item that you can find, and then there are other like little lore items, but there are also items just around that are that'll, that give you like leads and, and information and stuff. Um, and the way that you kind of stumble upon these... Is like there are audio cues, Ooh. like in the world. They're like mostly just like these little kind of static noises. I see. Um, and but like the way it use the way it uses sound is like you can track them down based on the way that the sound is changing depending on how close or how far or what directions you are pointing. Um, and it just like it got to the point where that I had to like turn the music off just because like it was too much like auditory information i guess and i and i was just like i i can't i can't deal with all of these things happening at the same time yeah um which is a shame because like objectively i think the soundtrack is really good and there are some funky jams on it um but it's it's just one of the it's just all of these sort of little things that are just kind of off-putting in in this game um another thing is that like it's a fully 3d open world um but it's your your character does not move the way a character should move in a world like this um and it's not very descriptive but one of the one of the the things so a thing that happens in video games but not in real life is that in a video game you can jump straight up and then you can push the controller stick forward and your character will create momentum out of nowhere and move forward. And we love Because it. that's what that's what makes sense in your brain based on how you are controlling the game. In this game, the movement sort of works more like real life and that you have to be moving forward for your jump to go forward. Um, 
And like it's this game is not a heavy platforming game, but there is platforming in it. There's a lot of platforming in it actually. Like none of it's difficult, but it you have to be able to jump around places to get to certain certain areas. Um, and when you have a game that like doesn't control the way you feel a game should control, it becomes just kind of tedious to move around. Um, now it this is kind of becomes less of a problem where I am now because you can unlock a double jump and like an air dash. So you can just kind of point and shoot yourself somewhere. So that's not as big of an issue anymore, but there are still times where I'm like trying to jump from like individual spaces and I just like the game, it doesn't move the way I want it to, to get me to that place. Um, so I don't know. It's like it's a it's an interesting game, and I think it's really well made. Um, outside of the little things that like bother me, right. and the the characters and the character design and the story is interesting enough that I want I want to like s- figure out what is happening. Um, but also, like as I'm playing, I'm still like, man, I don't even know that I like this game. Um, even though, like, I think that it is good, um, which is kind of a, a strange thing to say. No, uh, that's, but it's, I mean, we, we've talked about that a lot on this show. I'm trying to think of the last game that I, like, really thought of that way. But, like, you know, that's well, completely I, valid. Yeah. But I think on the show we've talked about games that we've certainly played games without without knowing that we like them or played games that we actively dislike. But it's all. But it, this one is weird in particular because I think like the game is good, but also I don't. I just don't know that I am enjoying the act of playing it. Um. So I don't know. It's you know that's where I'm at with it. it it's certainly interesting, um, and I think that it's a game that you can like look at the trailer and be like, hey, yeah, this is a game that interests me, and I think that I would like it. Um, but then again, maybe I guess that's what I went off, and it hasn't worked so much for me. Um, but maybe it'll work for other people. Yeah. It sounds everything I've heard about, or or I've heard people talk about this game has been very interesting, and it's it's made me interested in it. Have you do you do you have an estimation of how far you are through it? You think? Hmm. I think that I am getting pretty close so an interesting thing is that from the outset of the game like as you get onto the island you're basically introduced like the first character you talk to is the judge and she's like or it like sets up yet he you have to go out figure out what what happened here whenever you think you have the answer you can come back to me and we can start the trial and figure out what the answer is um and it doesn't seem so there's, this was a big, uh, like in the trailer, like there's a, a big thing about there are there are truths and then there are facts and you have to decide what is what. Ooh. Um, mm. And so it seems like, I like that you. I'm curious, like if there are multiple endings depending on the way, like you determine what the like events were. Mm. So I don't know that there is. An actual, I'm sure there's an actual true ending, 
but there's also a factual to... ending. Yeah, well, <laughs> but it seems like um, they're like uh, depending on how like I could go at any time to the judge and be like, okay, I've seen enough. I know what happened here. Oh, um, this is what it is, and this is what we're gonna do. I haven't done that yet, um, just because there are places that I know. I have not like gone through and and there is stuff in my like case notes that I know that I haven't f- exactly figured out yet. Um but you have the option to to pull that trigger whenever you want. Right. And okay. Like, okay. Like there are even in talking to suspects there are sort of like context sensitive dialogue options that you can get that lead to more information. And it's completely feasible that there are instances where people might play this and not see the same stuff that I did and come to like a different conclusion and go start this trial like with like a completely different outlook and perspective on what happened and what they think that the like that solution is. Um, all this to say, so I don't really like I feel when you ask how how much do I think I've done in the game? Um, That's hard to gauge because you I could be think, done with it five minutes in or something. Yeah, I think that I like there is one location on the map that I haven't really gone to, um, but I feel like I've been pretty thorough in scouting out all of the other stuff on on the map. Um, so I feel like I'm coming pretty close to a conclusion. Um, all right. So I don't know, but I, and I also don't know if there's anything like after you have this trial and like if there is an aftermath. Ooh, yeah. Um, does the game have a pretty comprehensive, like, uh, I guess I'm, I'm just curious because if you're like, how long do you think you've played this game? Like if you had to guess. Hmm. Well, hold on. Let me uh, grab the old handy switch so so the reason i ask and maybe you can answer this while you're you're looking at it is like say you've played this game for even five hours you know what i mean that's a lot of information you've gathered from people um and you may not fully remember what you gathered from hour one from people yeah so 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 i've played between five and six hours okay is there a comprehensive like notebook or do you think that, like, yeah, maybe you so should have kept a notebook while yourself. you were playing? Yeah. yeah. I don't... The the in-game, like, note system... Like, so there's a... There, there's, like... It, in the game, there is, there's two different screens that house the information. So there's just a one general notes thing that gotcha. sort of has your has your leads on it. Um, as you're going through like dialogue with characters, when someone says something that'll that is important, you'll get a little note added to notebook. Um, and so it has like your leads on there and just sort of general knowledge stuff that you have found. And there's a second um, the also on that on that page is is different they're not case files, but the kind of the sort of different areas of the investigation that you are, that there are like information threads. And so like 
it's it's not only showing the stuff you know it's showing the stuff that you know was involved with this this murder that you don't know yet and that you need to go pursue um and there's but so that's the first page the second page is is a suspects list and so you can it has all the different people and basically like their histories and and the stuff that you learned in their dialogue so um it seems to be pretty comprehensive um for the but the only thing is for the most part like threads are not really connected and you kind of have to go through yourself uh not like it's not like a mini game that you are connecting certain stuff but um you have to read through the stuff yourself and figure out which like the way different things connect right interesting i'm i'm interested in playing this game yeah uh i think that another game that maybe you would like and one that i think we've talked about before um oh my god i'm brain, i'm blanking out on it it's the game with the the dot art um but it's it's first person now i can't remember it's set on a boat and you're yeah yeah a, yeah i know what you're talking about uh, um, the return of the Oberdin. yes return um. of the Oberdin. Um, the, so what made me think about that is I was listening to another gaming podcast and the guy talked about how the game didn't have a comprehensive notes feature. And so he kept a notebook because a lot of the game, like hmm. you can, you can like trial and error your way through the, the guesswork, but it was more fun for him to keep like an actual notebook of things that he saw. And so that's why I was, it's something that, um, I want to note is that I super love in Persona 5 Royal is that they do a pretty good job of like keeping a good history on your, the, the text if you miss something. Yeah. Um, so that's like, it's something that I look for in games now. So I was just curious. So um, is there anything else you've played that you want to inform us about? Uh, I don't believe so. All right. Um, still, you're still enjoying Risk of Rain Two, I imagine. Yeah, uh, I've gotten to a point where I've unlocked like most of the stuff. Um, so, and I, it's one of the fun things. I and I say fun, but it's also kind of a double-edged sword. That uh, one of the cool things in it is the sort of artifact system that th- throughout the different stages there are these kind of uh tablets with these codes on them that you can find and then once you get to the fifth stage in like the regular uh level cycle um there's an option for you to input these uh codes on this big old teleporter and when you do they take you to these this artifact it's not really a dungeon but it's just just this little combat arena that if you um if you survive however many waves using this a specific modifier then you unlock that modifier for future runs um and there are like a lot of the modifiers make it more difficult um but there are certain there's a combination of modifiers that make the game like absurdly easy even <laughs> on the highest difficulty Love um it. Which is fun, but also becomes kind of boring because of the way it, it sort of breaks the game. Um, and so I've 
played through the game a few times with that stuff on just to unlock stuff. But it's it's also sort of turned me off the game to be like, man, I've, I've made the game too easy for me. And, and the kind of the, the fun of how hard it was at the beginning is sort of uh, worn off. <laughs> and it's made me want to play it less. <laughs> didn't you didn't you kind of hit that a little bit with Dead Cells? I think you said that because in Dead Cells you can like set up something and like it becomes easier over time too. Um, or am I wrong? Well, it's sort of different than I don't. Really, it's been so long since I played Dead Cells. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's any any kind of roguelike, I sort of eventually fall off if I have not if I can't like get through certain levels and and right. just kind of because there are other games i'll fall off a road like roguelike game um i don't know i don't think look there's at, anything looking at you some of the people in the discord where you just constantly play roguelikes <laughs> which i mean bravo to you well look, I, don't, I, don't, sort of, I don't get it yeah they're designed that way that you can just keep playing them because it's supposed to be a unique yeah uh time like a unique run every time um i don't think i ever recall anything like this in dead cells uh like there is a there's an internal progression in playing dead cells because you're just getting better at the game and you do unlock like new weapons and stuff um so i guess in a sense like you it it the game does become easier but that's it's sort of in the same way that any game becomes easier like as you put like any any game at where you are like 10 hours into the game, it's going to seem easier than it is when you boot the game up. Um, and like that also exists in Risk of Rain 2, just because I have become more acquainted with the enemies and the worlds and the characters that I'm using. Um, but th the thing is, like, these are optional things that you can do on top of it uh, that I don't actually need to do, but I was just using to um, allow me to unlock certain things. And like just because it was so easy i was like Ugh, tired of this <laughs> it's not fun anymore because i can just break the game yeah 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 All but right. they they uh i think they recently had 1.0 on pc and even 1.1 or something um and they had this big like blog post about their their future roadmap and how they're gonna uh continue adding stuff and um so it's like uh, it's a game i'm fine putting away for right now and waiting till the new stuff pops up all right um forest you have not played anything new but you are famous a little bit you were in the newspaper yeah so <laughs> Hopefully you told them you're a podcaster. I doubt uh, it. I you do, were, you I were do stocking wear, groceries. Yeah, it's true. But I do. I have mentioned my pod, my the podcast at work, and I have been wearing my <laughs> How suplex. This, of you. Yeah, exactly. That total slip there. Um, but I have been wearing my my certified suplex the sticks pin on my work apron. Yeah. yeah. So if you are out there and you want a pin. Post a picture of your pin, dang it, please. I did hand some of them out. I need to still get it to some of the other people. Yeah. Uh, but I'm seeing them like this week. So it's it's getting to you. Um, if these are here by next week. Well, I'm not all of those will be gone. <laughs> Three of them will be gone. 
I still have to sorry, give them the sorry for that really loud noise that just happened. I didn't realize my phone was on max volume, and I thought it was on silent. <laughs> I didn't hear a thing. That's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Well, We're it's going to be it in the recording. Yeah. Nice. So, um, listen, we've got a uh, really loaded back half of the show, so I think now's a good time to take a break, and we will be right back. Hopefully during the break, you were going on social media and checking us out at Suplex the Sticks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And hopefully you also were rating the show on your favorite podcatcher. Thanks to Austin for reviewing the show this past week. Um, Everyone, rating the show is very important. It helps us get seen by people. And we really appreciate it if you do it. Uh, So rate us on, you can rate our page on Facebook. You can rate the show on most podcatchers. So iTunes, all that stuff. And if you want to interact with us on Discord, that link is always in the show notes and on our social media. Uh, You just click it and make a Discord account. It's free and you can interact with us on a daily basis. You can see Forrest talk about comics and off-topic. We have channels set up so you can mute certain channels if you don't want to hear anything um, from certain ones. And I do everything I can to keep it organized and push conversations into the channels they belong. It's fun. Yeah. And good. It's a good time. So Um, Also, Amazon Podcast is a thing now. Yes, Amazon Podcast is a thing now. So if you use Amazon Music... They have a podcast tab, and I will say this is kind of neat. Seth, you may not know this. Um, through our new provider, Buzzsprout, um, they don't pay us for that at all. Um, but shout out to them because <laughs> they emailed us way in advance when Amazon was starting to curate podcasts for this. And so we are on, we got in on like the first wave of shows accepted nice. for Amazon Music. So Um, Super cool on that. Um, So we're there if you use Amazon Music. And if you don't, then keep listening to us on whatever you're using because we're going to stay there, um, whether you like it or not. So (laughs) You can't stop us. You can't stop us from posting our show. Um, We're like Post Malone. We'll always post. Yes. Is that what Post Malone does? He posts things? I would say he does. Sure. Okay. I've kind of lost touch with what Post Malone does, so I'll, I'll follow. Yeah, I know he does commercials these days. That's true. Super into what's his name? He's got yeah. like he changed his name to like Post Lamone or something like that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Sprite yeah. Lamone. Not as good as the LeBron Sprite mix though. Little cherry flavor. Hey, nothing flavor. can beat little little cherry flavor. <laughs> Add some orange flavor. <laughs> Right. Games, games. Love to love to talk about them. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's. Uh, we're not going to talk about the <laughs> Dugarita and what the oh. Dugarita entails, but that's the gamer alcoholic drink. Is the Mountain Dew Margarita <laughs> oh, at Red only Lobster. at Red Lobster? Only for some at Red, man. Yeah, 
We could all the places. We gotta yeah. go there and try that out soon. All gamers rise up and go to Red Lobster for your day drinking. Get your Cheddar Bay biscuits <laughs> and a Mountain Dew margarita, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh! Okay, we're we're getting off of that. We're not talking about it. Um, we're gonna talk about the Ubisoft forward, um, and that happened last Thursday, and. Like last, so last time they had one of these, we actually delayed recording for a week and decided we're not doing that this time. We knew better. And we were right. Um, not only did Ubisoft, I do want to call them out for this. Um, they weekly posted a, we've talked about the allegations before and the issues with HR and um, all of the sort of um, not holding employees that are bad actors and acting terribly to people uh, up to a certain code and standard that's uh, acceptable for a workplace or even as human beings. And so they, they were not doing that. They've made steps to do it, um, but they've been going out of their way to not actually talk about this. And so even though they had a Ubisoft forward, they still didn't put anything acknowledging what they, um, the steps they made. Um, even if they weren't enough, just acknowledging whatever steps they made. So they issued this week, like 11 minute, seven, 11 minute video on Twitter that they just deemed like good enough to address it bef- like a couple hours before the, the showcase happened. And well, look, the worst part of this is that they then followed up with saying like that they didn't have enough time. Yeah, to I put was getting it on the front of the lot of the video. And as of right now, it's still not at the front of the video. They said they were going to add it to the mm. to the post, like and the archive. It's still, yeah, and mm. it's not there. So, but it's like, do, do they do they think that we think that they have to film it in real time every time they have to put it on something? You're literally dragging a file onto the front of the video and hitting export and then rendering it, like. Not enough time. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. You knew about this so far in advance. The It's, I don't know. At, at, at the very least, have the decency to make up a actual excuse. Yeah. Like, we know, we, are, we know that you're going to be lying about whatever you're saying. At least give us a lie that is somewhat reasonable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... It's it's trash. Um, so uh, just they they also addressed the um, the really bad uh, Black Lives Matter um, weird iconography they used for the bad guys in a mobile game. <laughs> oh god! And um, we we talked a little bit about that on the episode that you weren't on, Seth, um, a couple weeks ago. And yeah, um, you know, there's got to be f- phases for accountability and f- checking in these games, and Ubisoft needs to just figure it out and be better. Figure it out. So you know uh, who the developer, like the or the one of the managers in charge of that mobile game is? Isn't it his son? Yeah, it's the son, Charlie Guillemot, the son of Ease. Oh. So yeah, there's not. Uh, 
That's they something. can say all they want. There's like this even they got rid of a bunch of bad people, but there's still some direct lines of hey showing that hey they don't actually that they're not really trying to make an internal change. Yeah. Outside outside of the point that they are forced to. Right. So um all of that uh frustration followed up into what uh, in my opinion is a pretty lackluster showcase. Um they started out with um well they they prefaced before this that skull and bones won't be on. They released like this press thing where they said that skull and bones um is in the production is in full swing with a new vision and will come back next year. Um and it's because oh they God. They dreamt bigger than the scope of the previous of the game. Um, and oh, gosh. that's a way to put it, I guess. Um, yeah. Who knows? Uh, Skull and Bones, baby. That's one day that out. game may nope. come out. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. I'd be well. more surprised if it did come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, then they, I think they kicked off, I don't really, I just have like quick notes on what they, like the high points of this thing. Yeah. Um, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time remake. Uh, well, the first, the, the first thing was like the biggest thing that they had, which was, uh, Gods and Monsters or excuse me. Was that first? Yeah. Okay. I thought Uh, Prince of Persia was first, but I could be wrong. I don't remember it being first. I remember the first thing being Gods and Monsters. Uh, excuse or, me. Uh, Immortals. Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Rising. Rising. I remember them all playing at the same time in no <laughs> particular order. Um, so <laughs> Immortals, Phoenix yes. Rising, which come to find out the reason they had to change the name was because oh, of Monster Energy Drinks. That's so dumb. They dumb. were just not willing to de- delay the release of the game any longer to go through Fight. the court proceedings. Right. Um, Which is so unfortunate. I didn't read the article on this, but apparently Monster has done that to multiple games. Um, Which, whatever. Dude, if you're out there chugging a monster while listening to our show, okay. Throw that thing in the trash. It's fine, but uh, whatever. It's such a dumb, dumb, dumb. You can't own the word monster. That makes no sense. Um, Well, they're... Not to get into the weeds too much. Their claim is that they have a large enough footprint within, like, the gaming industry that there would there could presumably be some sort of confusion by this game with the name Monster what? coming out. All right. Uh, I mean, is there, I, there might be some dirt bike game named Monster Dirt Biking or something. I guess I don't know. I don't think I don't think it has anything to do with a game that is branded with Monster. I think it has to do with the fact that uh, Monster Energy Drink is the drink of all gamers, and we know this. Wait, is it that we lose? Is gamer fuel? Never mind. We don't need to go stop, down this stop road. Yourself. This is stupid. <laughs> um, and so, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Um, this game looks like Breath of the Wild with numbers, uh, mixed with Monster Hunter a little bit. Um, what did you, what did you guys think of this game? Okay. So, uh, go ahead, Forrest. I, it looks like it could 
be good. But, like, the footage that they showed, like, to me, just something just wasn't sitting right with me. And I can't tell what it is yet. I can't tell if it's, like, the way the gameplay actually looks or if it's just, like, visuals or what. But something seems off about it to me. But I have watched some more gameplay in, like, it doesn't look like there's much going on in the game. Like, progression-wise or anything, it just seems like a lot of wandering around and just solving puzzles, and I'm not seeing much of a through line yet. Um, I'm not horribly interested. You know? Seth? Well, uh, okay. so, um, I agree that what they showed, their, their presentation... Um, for this being the first time that they've actually shown the game in what, like two years, uh, it was a little uh, around there. It was a little lackluster, um, but after so after this showcase was over, um, Game Explain, a wonderful YouTube channel, posted a video with um, one of their one of the guys, I believe it was Steve Bowling. He had a chance like he spent like i don't know like four or five hours playing the game um and i went from being like mildly mildly interested to thinking this doesn't look great to being actually quite interested in the game um so the biggest thing immediately is that this game is like oh this just looks like a breath of the wild clone and it was funny like at the beginning of this video steve was like yeah that's basically i mean that is what it is like very intentionally this is paying homage to breath of the wild or or trying to mimic breath of the wild in like almost every area of the game and he says for the most like there are parts where it diverges into doing its own stuff um but apparently for the most part all the stuff that they do really works and it, it, it seems to be like the game is a lot of fun and has a really like fun playful uh atmosphere um i guess there is this kind of like i think they showed this in the in the trailer like the two like the gods telling the story of what is happening right um apparently like the way that works is that it can actually like they through their storytelling they can like intervene in the world and change stuff that is happening um oh so so i don't know like you know, sort of how it actually was, or at least according to Greek mythology. Yeah. Like actual magic. Um, yeah, so I think it from watching that video, it seems like this has a, a lot of promise, um, despite its unfortunate name. So I do want to note, we were talking about it earlier, um, <laughs> this game was officially shown off on E3 2019 with a February 26th release date. Mm. And it was delayed in the giant Ubisoft delaying of October of 2019. So this was going to have a quick turnaround. Uh, Wow. I thought it was two years ago too. This game was inspired by a glitch in assassin's creed odyssey where that turned i believe all of that. the all of the crew members on your boat into cyclopses <laughs> <laughs> and like the developers as they were playing through it like they encountered that and were like hey you know 
what if that was actually a game? <laughs> okay. Game design is a weird, chaotic place sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I was more interested during the showcase in the in the Ubisoft Forward. Some of the gameplay I saw Ubi, Ubisoft doing um, afterwards got me really disinterested. Um, but yeah. I need to, I guess I need to go look at that Game Explained video, yeah. Seth. Cause, Watch some other people play it. Yeah, because what they were still showing in the, the Ubisoft stream afterwards was... Um, not so impressive to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's not all that surprising because they don't really seem to be very good at showcasing their games in a way that makes you want to play it if you didn't already have interest in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man. Which I feel think... like is, that is a kind of a criticism you could wage on uh, many, most, yeah. many, most gaming companies, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I, I'm living through it with Marvel's Avengers. Yep. The marketing on that game is terrible. Or uh, let me correct that to most game publishing companies. Yeah. Um, because they're the ones who are doing this stuff. I marketing don't think that, I, I don't think actual, together. like, the developers who are making the game are like, all right, how are we going to... Like, well, any developers certainly need to, but yeah. <clears throat> you, you get it. So... I'm excited that you can kind of build your character to whatever you want. Um, that's nice. Yeah. So you can design your character how you please. And the animation looked really fun for that, like the spinning of the chair and everything. Loved it. So I liked some a lot of the stuff. Some of it was still weird. Um, does it still give... It get, It still gives me a little bit of Kid Icarus vibes, a little bit a with little the bit, art. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, I know that you don't think that, Seth, but... Um, still does to me a little bit. So let's, they moved on then to what I think was the Scott Pilgrim news. Um, no, well, you, let's go to, uh, Prince of Persia. Okay. We'll do Prince of Persia. Um, Prince of Persia, the game of the same NPC over and over and over again. Um, so they're remaking Prince of Persia Sands of Time. Uh, it is not a remaster it is a full-on remake and it is not the rumored trilogy that we were getting it is just one game and it looks like a game a, it looks like an xbox 360 game yes yeah. it looks a b or c tier so they yeah. also like, this is this isn't an ugly game i'm not trying to be rude but this thing had alpha footage on it this game comes out in January. It's not alpha, baby. This is pretty cooked. Yeah. You And if it looks this bad, that's not coming out in January. Nope. And if it is, then you're fine with it failing, maybe. Or people buying it on Nostalgia Factor. Because um, that's... It looks bad. It's also possible that this is, this is just going to be, like, priced at, like, 20 bucks. Like, you know what? That's true. <laughs> I don't. I don't imagine this is going to be a sixty dollars game. I don't and even so, imagine it's going to be a forty dollars game. Yeah, and so that might be. Like it might be intentional. Like they're not trying, because Prince of Persia is a pretty long dormant IP, so I guess it it makes some sense to, kind of, dip dip for them to dip their toes 
back in rather than going with full-blown quadruple-A uh, 8K remake. Yeah. This game is $40. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's a no for me. (laughs) It will be on uh, PC and current gen. So, yeah, I I don't know. Yep. It doesn't look great. And that's pretty much all we can say, really. Yeah. Yeah, Um, that's unfortunately the greatest, the biggest impression that came out of it. Um,. Especially with the if they went with this art style, they could have made it look great uh, easily and made it run easy. But you know, it um, looked so choppy in did. that footage. It looked real oh, choppy. Man. Um. So then we also got the, uh, um, basically just real quick Scott Pilgrim, the old game, the beat 'em up. It's the tenth anniversary of that movie, and so they are. Um, uh, it's tough to say re-releasing the game that came out because um, Ubisoft took it off digital stores with no real good reason yep. why and uh, never explained anything. And now they're just putting it back out with the DLC that was already out. So uh, everyone's giving them a lot of credit when I don't think they deserve any. They were very anti-consumer and bad. And um, now they're getting praised for... For doing the putting the game out that should have already been out, yeah. Um, But it's going to be on current gen consoles and Switch, so I think I'm just going to make my Switch my beat 'em up console. It is a perfect game for the Switch. Yes, four player beat 'em up. You know, it'll be a fun time. Defeat the seven evil X's. Yep. Yeah. The soundtrack for that game is so good. Yes. Oh yeah. Ooh. Um miss it did you ever play this game seth yeah uh that wasn't for me <laughs> yeah um i enjoyed it uh it's a but i game. like a good little beat em up yeah so but still ubisoft shouldn't be praised for this um it's not what they're just doing the bare minimum yeah and now they're going to be able to profit off of it so uh the only other big thing that i can think of seth um, is this Riders Republic game? Um, unless yeah. I'm mistaken, uh, was there anything was, else that you remember? Well, there was the one really dumb. Oh uh, yes. First of you, all, of they course. they they repeated. I'm pretty sure the exact same trailer for Watch Dogs Legion as was in the previous. Uh, no, there was Ubisoft a rap in forward. it. There was well, a no, rap okay, but time. they did that, but then they just played the trailer. Okay. Um, okay. Forrest uh, eyes oh, are blank. He's, he I, forgot that there was a music video in this. No, yeah, I remember I also, the rap I also now. forgot. They, I don't remember made, the rest of the Legion sh- showing, though. <laughs> they, made a, they made a big deal about having this one uh, uh, UK rap artist, or British, I guess is the word. Um, and then they proceeded to show a music video, which is like... I don't know why gaming companies continue to think we tune into their programming to watch music videos but they continue to do it it's a long contention we have with them especially Uh, ubisoft they really like doing their music showcases the just dance ones are usually amusing because of the Mm, weirdness i don't know if i'd say amusing but they're there yeah and it, it at least makes more sense when they do it with just dance yeah um but yeah after that music video they transitioned into the exact same trailer for the game that was in the last Ubisoft forward. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
What? And then came this the dumbest reveal that Aiden Pierce is going to show up. He seems to be yeah. old and he has a beard in Watch Dogs Legion, and he's I guess an unlockable character with his own story missions. I, but when I saw but that, it also I, was, I laughed. This this also allows for the possibility that you can permanently get him killed. So, Ooh, <laughs> that's some wish fulfillment right there. <laughs> I when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, Seth either is cheering or rolling his eyes, but also maybe both simultaneously." Yeah, it was kind of both. I, it's really stupid, but it's also kind of funny and entertaining. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. He's so. <laughs> oh, Aiden Pierce, man, he's so terrible. What a guy! Uh, of all, like, apparently, you know, you've always told me that the Watchdogs two pro tags are real good. Yeah, they're great. They, they could, and hopefully, they also show up. Like in Ubisoft allows them to show up. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, or even like T Bone from Watch Dogs One, who was more entertaining. Yep. Instead, we get Aiden Pierce. Um, really, Twitter's reaction to Aiden was also very good. Yeah, it was um, just funny. everyone like, why? What? A collective groan. <laughs> it's like we uh, thought that we got rid of this guy. He keeps coming back. Yeah. He'll find his way back let's, into your hearts and your phones. Let's talk about this Battle Royale Riders Republic game, but it's not a Battle Royale. It's just like you and it's a an, bunch This of... is an MMO. That's what this is. Really? Well, no, I mean, but yeah, I mean, technically. that's basically what it is. Yeah. It's you... just rather than it being an RPG, it's just like an extreme sports game. <laughs> you and a bunch of friends riding down a mountain, you know. Uh, but yeah. various vehicles, tons of vehicles. I think there could be fun in this. No, no, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, well, I would Maybe. temper your expectations <laughs> on that. This. So I don't know if this is the same team, but they made steep. Yes, it is the same <laughs> studio. Um, it's the same studio that made steep, uh, and it looks gameplay like almost exactly like steep but with non-snow-based extreme sports vehicles or uh, tools, whatever you want to call them, that you're using. Um, And so, and it's weird because the the trailer kind of makes it look this kind of of out-of-control thing, um, which Steep was not. So I don't know. I don't... I think for people who like Steep, you'll probably like this. Uh, but, you know, this is just... This is a sequel to Steep, basically. Um, Pretty much, yeah. It, and it... I don't I don't expect the gameplay of it to live up to the kind of wildness that they are purporting the... That the trailer purports the game to have. Fair. Yeah. I, I'm... I'm a sucker for a wingsuit. And so... And Ubisoft knows their wingsuits. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, wingsuit and steep, not all that enjoyable. Oh, dang it. Although yeah. I have not used the rocket wingsuit, so I'm sure that's a lot the more The what? The what? Was <laughs> Wait, this in the trailer? Guys, and I yes, you it? guys didn't see this in the trailer of the people flying around on jetpacks? No, I guess I it mistook did, them for you, wings. I, I guess not, I didn't assume there was rockets attached to these people. It did not register in my mind. 
Yeah, wow. they added it to right. Steep at some point. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the things for some reason that I never got around to using. Um, I but think I'm I sure need to go it's, back it's probably and play a lot more Steep. No, I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, all right, well, dang. Um, yeah, it's it'll be a game. Uh, who knows if it'll be good, but that'll definitely be a bargain bin game quickly. Yeah. Uh, possibly. Um, so that was about it for the Ubisoft thing. Was there anything else, Seth, that you can think of? I don't think so. All right. Um, you know, that, it's Ubisoft. That was Ubisoft. We, then, we kind of knew what we were going to get. Yeah. And that's exactly what we got. Yep. Um, so we've got, then we'll go through the other small news quick. Um, Borderlands 3 is getting a next-gen upgrade for free. And... All saves and purchases, including season pass, will carry over. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Um, not like control. <laughs> um, four player split screen and sixty frames per second on the new systems, and at four K. And uh, more DLC is coming, but it's not going to be story based. It's going to be new game modes, and also new skill trees for each vault hunter. Um, and they showed off um, Flack's new pet, which is going to be his new skill tree. Did you see that, Seth? I did. It's Loaderbots, which is yeah, fun. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> Loaderbots, uh, which looks interesting. Um, so that's good for Seth because he's put a lot of time into Flack. Nice. Um, hopefully something equally as good is coming for... Uh, I cannot remember the name of the character I played as. Uh, Just the other characters. The... Moe's. Moe's was her name. You know, like from The Office. Yeah. I have this game. I'll get around to playing it one day. I'll play it with you. You know, I'll get some experience. I don't know. Nice. They've upped the level cap, and I'm not at it, so. <laughs> you gotta get there somehow. And let's see. Uh, Deltarune update. Toby Fox put a really long post on his... Yes. ...on Deltarune's website. Uh, Undertale's to, website. Undertale's website to give updates on what is going on with uh, the development of this game. It's a lot to get into on the show, um, but go check out Undertale's concert that happened the other night. So it's, good. It's on YouTube still, I imagine, right? Yep. I actually... Mm, no, I did not. I have a link for it. I can post it in the Discord. Okay. I thought I did already. So if you can't find it on YouTube, Forrest has a link. He'll post in the Discord. In general, which you um, should be in anyway. Yeah, and uh, it was listen, a very good concert. It's a very good concert. Can't speak to the content of the Discord all the time, but the <laughs> the concert is great. Yes, and um, as it looks like we might get Delta Rune episode two in the the near like vague near future, uh, but he's having uh, he's had some difficulties making it. Um, because game development's hard, so please be yep. patient. And, and his hand is falling apart. Please be patient and nice to uh, Toby Fox. Uh, also, he put out a um, a job listing for a new hand, so if anyone's willing to give him that, um, I'd be willing to give away your hand so I could get this faster, please. <laughs> so if you're willing to do it, I'm not giving away my hand, uh, but someone else, for sure. Um, Mm. Um, <laughs> not willing to put skin in the game yeah <laughs> so 
Also right. of note, it is it is Undertale's fifth anniversary. That's why all this stuff was happening. Mm. Uh, and and it's on sale, so it's a great game. Go get that game. If you don't yeah. have it, Forrest, get that game. Um, I don't know if you have it. I We've, do not. Yeah, get that game. So, with that, we're going to start the rundown of this PS5 event today. Um, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you're not mad um, at the fact that you didn't get a pre-order or you're happy that you did. Who knows? Um, but let's let's talk about this event. Seth, um, lead us off with the first thing, because I want to know your feeling on the first thing that dropped in this. Okay, so this was incredibly surprising, honestly. It was weird because there, there were rumors that this was going to show up in the last uh, PlayStation 5 stream, and then when it didn't, I just assumed it wasn't coming. Um, but <laughs> okay, we got the. Uh, I'm trying to remember, like the way that the trailer was structured, um, and that. Okay, so but it, it didn't really matter because they didn't really keep it all that secret for very long. It was uh, the first thing in the stream was the trailer, the debut trailer for Final Fantasy 16. PlayStation 5 console exclusive. Um, it nope. seems like they're... What? Go, um, I do want to note, um, uh, There's this is also for another game that was announced during this thing. Um, it said also on PC, but they have since told gaming news sites to take that down and that it's not true. So no yeah. one knows if it's actually on PC. But keep going. Uh, yeah, I, I don't imagine this will be. Um it's Final Fantasy, after all. They seem to be going back to the old well of focusing on crystals and summons being very important. Um, it's very... So, I guess OG Final Fantasy was kind of like based off of D&D stuff. Uh, and, as, and, and as it moved into the 3D the more high-quality sprite work and then into 3D... I kind of ventured away from that stuff and got into more like uh, science fantasy uh, yeah. type type realm. But this appears to be a like a, a hard return fantasy to that that old world. Um, it's because this is like very kind of, very like a low fantasy world, despite you know the giant monsters. It it kind of is. It has very much the Witcher and Game of Thrones vibes to what is going on. Like, we've got, like, European-style knights and uh, armor and, and, and battles going on. Um, and there seems to be a, a lot of political machinations and intrigue and a child who turns into a giant flaming bird. Um, the uh, true Phoenix Rising. And But it also shows the combat... <laughs> Uh, which is very interesting. Um, it's not Final Fantasy Fifteen combat. It it's certainly vi it visually <laughs> has it. It has a same a similar look to what was in Remake Seven Remake, um, and just kind of the way it, it moves and the speed of it. Yes, but it it also it it kind of has a, it. 
there's a bit more flair to it, I think. Do you want to know I, why that is? I okay, so what I my initial thoughts were like it gave me a um what's the what am I thinking of? What's the word? Uh it gave me a, a DMC vibe or like a platinum games vibe. You um so are... I'm curious if either of those are actually involved here. Yes, so the I think it is the lead combat designer for Final Fantasy 16 was one of the leads for Devil May Cry 5. And that makes look, sense. Yes, and that yeah, makes it, a it lot, makes a lot yeah. of sense. And looking it, at some of the moves that are going on. It looks a lot on, like it. Yes, and looking at some of the moves in it, you straight up see like a launcher and like a helm splitter, which is just like the straight slam down an enemy in the air attack. And I, mwah, I love it. I'm so excited for this game. Solely for the combat being better than 15s. <laughs> I don't care how the story is at this point. I just, I'm so excited to play this game, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm very excited. Um, I'm also wondering what they're going to do with the party system and if there is even going to be one. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's hard. it's hard to say... Especially there, this early. There was only one playable character that was shown, and there really only seemed to be, like, one other main character in the trailer. That's maybe looked, you in the future? Who, yeah, like looked apparently. like they may have had a, uh, the ability to be in the party. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't imagine that there won't be a party system, because that was, like, so much a big part of 15... Um, and maybe at like the most successful part of Final Fantasy fifteen was yeah. like the interactions between the characters, uh, and also in seven remake. So yeah. I don't imagine it's going to be one it, person. And just like the party system as a whole is such a big backbone, even to the storytelling of the se- style of the series. Like all of nine is heavily based around how your party works with each other and how their own separate stories become like the whole group story right so the the producer is the producer from final fantasy 14 yes um, who has been killing it these last few years yeah so it's gonna be interesting um yeah the the director for this game worked I, I can't remember if he was the director or, or what his role was, but he worked in one of the lead roles on The Bouncer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I just, Lord. I just think that's a great glow up. Is this game a, a secret a bouncer throwback. sequel? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, no release date, though. So no. This game's coming out 2022. Oh, for sure. Yeah. At the very least. <laughs> if, but I'll be hold waiting. Hold on. I'll throw it out there. Because uh, we know how Final Fantasy can be uh, if it ever comes out. Because uh, we <laughs> love getting really cool trailers and then never getting the game. Yep. Um, Rip so. to versus 13. Well, look, this is the. Others. This is like the first mainline Final Fantasy yeah, yeah, yeah. announcement since. Uh, the big debacle of Final <laughs> 13, basically. Did they do 13 and 14 at the same time? I guess 14 does count. But it is an MMO. Because 15 was kind of silently pivoted. Yeah. 
So, yeah. This is exciting. It looks neat. Um, I, the real, the, the vision of the child getting like blood splattered on it was yeah. very weird. I'm not a big fan of that. That's odd. That's traumatizing. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like, like I said, I think this, they're going like into full Game of Thrones. Like this is going to be as bloody as possible. Yeah. This is, it's reaching a level. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, so no, after this, they, so they, they said before this started that this game was shown on a PC running equivalent to a PS5. Yeah. That's what happened with watchdogs one back when it was announced. Supposedly. (laughs) Um, so who knows what this is actually going to look like in two in, years in time. a year yeah next year um but then after this the the title like it, it actually got me kind of hyped the music like started swelling and they're like from now on everything you're seeing is running on a ps5 um so that was kind of neat and a good thing to point out because if they had not said that i would have assumed everything was running on a pc and i would have been a little nervous yeah so um then we got the Spider-Man Miles Morales um, DLC. It's not DLC. It's an expanded standalone. expanded story standalone. Um, it's the game is going to be fifty dollars by itself um, on PS4 and PS5. So it's it's interesting. It's going to be that weird middle ground between like a full fledged game and a standalone and a DLC. Yep. So it's it looked really cool. It looked smooth. the The lighting was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to be able to fast travel through New York and not have a ton of load times. Uh, they really should have shown that off because that was maybe my least favorite part of the Spider Man game <laughs> was that you know you try to fast travel and it was just faster to web swing to the other side of New York. More enjoyable. Yeah. Um, Maybe that was on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'd buy that. So the, it it was really interesting. The, the music I liked the, they really are trying to channel into the spider verse, I think with the combat music. Um, So that was, that was kind of fun. And yeah, it's it looks good, and the electric powers look neat. Yeah, and they look real nice. Um, like just I, from a graphical standpoint. So this is all set around Miles Morales's mom, uh, running for some sort of office, local Congress, office, yeah, yeah, local office, and it's it's going to be interesting to watch this character try to balance it. I wonder how much Peter is going to be in this game, if at all. And there was, it seemed like at one point they were going to hint at co-op, but then it didn't. Um, it was on the bridge. Dang. Uh, they did show some quick time events, which were not my favorite part of the previous game. Um, but Seth, what did you think of this? I thought it looked good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looked like more, It what just watching the gameplay, it, it, it kind of was giving me like, like making me a little giddy just <laughs> just because like spider-man uh was so good yeah uh, and and it looks like um more of not really more of the same but the the same type of stuff just a little different 
a little uh, like tailored to what Miles is able to do. So I'm I'm excited for it. I'm glad that they confirmed that it's also going to be on PS4. Yes, um, it's going to be on PS4, and these. Of course, they didn't actually confirm that in the uh, the show. Yeah, I don't know how much we should keep bringing up. Or, or how much, because there's a lot of stuff they don't say in this showcase that they talked, had Jeff Cayley talk about on his Twitter afterwards, uh, which was a very bizarre marketing move. Um, but this game is going to be a launch title, and it is, um, it wasn't said in the showcase. And the it'll be $70 on PS5 if you want Spider-Man which is upgraded according to what I read. It's an upgraded version of Spider-Man and Miles Morales on the PS5, and it's going to also be on PS4. So, good. good, Really good, strong one-two punch of Final Fantasy XVI and Spider-Man. Yeah. And then they... You know, I've been waiting... This game could not be coming at a worse time. And I've been so excited for this game. And I'm really trying to separate my feelings here. And it's very difficult to do so. Um, But Harry Potter, it's not called Harry Potter. It's just called Hogwarts Legacy. Um, The the music starts swelling in and you see a little owl in a cage. And um, like Port Key Games, which is the name of the studio that's like doing all Harry Potter stuff, and Avalanche shows up, and it's real. The Harry Potter RPG, sub- seemingly school sim, is real, um, and it looks just as cool as you would want it to look. And uh, it's set in the late eighteen hundreds. It's coming next year. Um, you know, it's it's called. Hogwarts Legacy. Um, no mention of Harry Potter, which is interesting because uh, they're separating themselves. Not, I don't think it's like they're intentionally doing it. They're just trying to set this apart and make sure people know that, like, don't expect to run into Harry and well, his it's, friends. Well, it's set, they say at the outset that it's set in the 1800s. It's yeah. set like 100 years before the before right. Harry was even a twinkle in his father's eyes. <laughs> Or, or even James was a twinkle in his, his father's side, yeah. possibly. Um, so it's it could not be coming at a worse time because J.K. Rowling is a genuinely terrible person, and if you don't think people are people, then um, I I don't know if I can like you. Um, but um, I'm excited for this. Uh, I'll tentatively. It's very hard to be. Um, it looks like there's going to be a bunch of neat stuff in it. And Seth, Seth what did you think of this? I'm um, I'm stumbling through my... I don't know. I thought it was interesting, I guess. Um, it's like... It's very cool to, like, to, to be able to sort of interact in that world. Uh, and 100% this is the, the world of the Harry Potter movies. Um, so I think the, that the idea of being able to, um, embody a character and move through like a recreation of the stuff that we saw on, on the screen is very cool. Um, yeah. 
And there was certainly some interesting, like, lore-looking things. Because, like, they're, you know, they're going, it's not going to tie into Harry Potter at all. Harry's story. So uh, there was some some cool stuff that they showed off that could hint at, uh, that that seemed to be, like, story elements. Um, So that's cool. But it is, yeah, it is weird, like, the to find a desire to patronize a, a franchise um, and, and put money in the pocket of someone who is, as they are, as their platform grows, they continue to show that they are just kind of an awful person. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. And like, I would have to, I feel like rem- hearing something that she is not like that. J.K. Rowling is not like involved heavily in in a lot of the extended harry potter stuff yeah she, it's for so the better they they went out of their way i think a little bit ago to say that she's had little involvement with this uh the problem is that she's still going to get money from it um yeah but it's there are ways around that legally yeah, legally just buy a buy used, used copy yep. um i will maybe do that to feel better about myself but um it it looks I think I I think maybe it also looked kind of like a games as a service Seth. Am I maybe wrong about that? It mm. looked it looked kind of weird and like um like so so they were showing some social areas and then they showed like you going off and adventuring in certain stuff. So it makes me wonder what that dichotomy is going to be yeah. like. Um now, once again, this game's coming out next year. We didn't really see gameplay or anything, so we don't know if, you know, this is going to be multiplayer or anything. So that could be completely off base. Um, but that's a little bit of the vibe I got. Um, so that'd be real cool if it was multiplayer, though, because like, as a kid experiencing Harry Potter, you see, oh yeah, you see these other kids that are like really close friends and they're doing all these adventures together. I would say even now as an adult, like why not want to have that experience with your friends directly, you know? Like, stuff that you've been dreaming about since you first saw the series. Right. So, Harry Potter. Hog- Let's just... Hogwarts Legacy. That's what we'll talk about. We're not going to talk about Harry Potter. Yeah. Hogwarts Legacy. Looks interesting. Coming out next year, supposedly. Um, you know, I'm sure there's an asterisk on that for everything. And that's going to be they reiterated on Twitter that that's coming to every console, uh, including current generation and next generation. So that's going to be ready to be played. What if they meant every console ever? No, 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 no. (laughs) Uh, Although, man, those those DS Harry Potter games are pretty solid. Yeah. Um, So, all right. We're not going to talk about Call of Duty. (laughs) It happened there. More Call of Duty Cold War. More Call of Duty. Um, and s- more of the same. See, there were some things that were slightly different. But no, that's well, it. Does, it doesn't matter. None of it it's, was as good as the fun, the Fast and the Furious plane crash scene. So I don't care. If you can't do a plane crash chase scene better than Fast and the Furious. Fair. I don't want to play you. I don't know. I feel like that is kind of a, har- a high bar to cross. <laughs> that, that is a high bar. 
Um, There's only one plane crash. Scene this is that I can where think of the that. podcast starts to think <laughs> Seth and I's opinions don't matter because we like Fast and the Furious. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, it's like saying if you can't do a like a, a submarine in the Antarctic. Uh, <laughs> car chase as well as fast and the furious it's like well yeah no one else is going to be able to do it because not really no other people are willing to go to the links that fast and the furious is willing to go with these stunts yeah if you don't have the rock pushing a torpedo out of the way on ice in a in that video game then i don't care what y'all are wild also (laughs) as an aside (laughs) another aside they seem to someone has seemed to confirm that the next movie is going into outer space so uh, you know, there's that. Yeah. I may need to start watching these. Okay, no. All right, we'll okay. talk about that after the show. Yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely do that. Um, all right. So next, they showed off. Here, Forrest, I'll let you talk about this. <laughs> they, okay, so they showed off more Resident Evil Village because... No eight. No yes, eight. because it could it could be an eight or it could be short for... Rev 3, which the Rev series, the Revelation series is like an offshoot of Resident Evil. Um, So it's kind of like there are people in like the Resident Evil community that are kind of like theorizing that this is kind of both 8 and Rev 3. And with some of the things that are being shown, I think that may be entirely possible. Um, So what they show off is more of Ethan Winters being dragged out of his house by Chris Redfield and um a spooky one yeah yeah um there's just there's so much going on in this trailer it's uh we don't there's need, this weird like cartoon cinematic yeah about this like story of of a girl going into into the woods to find something yeah and there's also these people seemingly worshiping like a baby corpse or something i don't know yeah, There's but like stuff going on from a technical perspective, like this is all in the RE engine, which I know I have sung its praises before over the last year. But like this is such a versatile engine in that it's able to give us such different visuals cinematically and like in gameplay. And like there, like we talked about it before. There's werewolves in this game. But we haven't seen gameplay. Yeah. Of this yet. We don't know what this looks like gameplay wise. It's going to look exactly the same. At least for visually. So, are, is it where these are werewolves, right? Oh yeah, totally. And demon baby, maybe, or, or at least they're worshiping. Yeah, this there's there's some paranormal game. stuff going on here, which is like not the norm for the series. So like, right, I'm almost as lost as you are, <laughs> but um, very excited to see how this fits in. The game put a lot of emphasis on this large, gross man speaking at the end of the trailer, and I don't. Who is he? Do you know who he is? I have no clue. Uh, I could find out and get back to you tomorrow. All right. But um, maybe. But I I have no knowledge of this, this portly man. This game looks very scary. Yeah. And I'm... Yeah. It looks very scary. I'm really here for it. Uh, Seth, do you think you'll play this game? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I've never played any Resident Evil games. Um, though seven is on Game Pass now, so maybe I've been thinking about downloading it and see, and trying to give it a try, uh, and then we'll see what how I feel about the next one if that happens. Seven yeah. apparently is terrifying, um, so if you are playing that, check in with me because it's good stuff. 
Um, it it's, it's scary. <laughs> I would let you borrow my copy of remakes two and three if you really wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Resident Evil Eight or Resident Evil Village. Yeah. Um, we'll see what comes of it. Yeah, we'll see how. <laughs> we'll see this. That what really interested me was that weird Coraline slash the Deathly Hallows yeah. story, like that weird animation. Thing. Yeah, um, that was very weird. It, it, and that's really out of line for the series. Like it doesn't normally, yeah. like this this game as a whole is just not the norm for the series. And I think that's really exciting. So then we got. So this is. There was there's there's an asterisk here because I don't know how much I trust PlayStation Five and Sony with what they claimed here, um, but they claimed PlayStation Five exclusive uh, for Deathloop. We got a new Deathloop trailer that detailed out, uh, you know, how living in a loop can basically, you know, you've seen every time loop movie, so you. Um, you know that you're going to be puzzle solving this game out. And it's all about, you know, the description of that, um, getting yourself into the situation to kill all of your, um, all of the people within one loop. Yeah. And so it looked very interesting and it shows that one person is there to hunt you essentially. Um, they still haven't said whether or not that's a player controlled character or what, or whether they can be player controlled. It's still very interesting. I think um, they did with the previous showcase. Yeah, they they alluded or at least to implied it. it. I yeah. couldn't I couldn't figure it out though. I I tried looking it up. So there's I don't have I don't want to say there's that there's no that like written confirmation yeah. yet. So this it looked really good and it looked like more death loop. We've seen enough trailers on this to see, you know, kind of get the good vibe of it. Um What's really curious here, though, is if it is actually a console exclusive or previously it was announced as a timed console exclusive. Um, and and I wasn't able to find any clarification on that. So maybe Sony bought up the whole swept thing, this up, which is so ironic because this was originally revealed at an Xbox E3 showcase a few years ago. If I it was. Correctly. That's right. Yep. 2017 or 18, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seth, did this, I mean, I know that, I don't think you've been down on this game before, but did this make you more interested or, um, it actually did. So, um, the whole, like the story of the trailer of the guy going through this, like this one target. And then in the end, like, like it constantly, the beginning of it showed him taking out this one target, like at night and then. At moving to another target and then the way he the the main character the narration was like if i can get to this target in the morning um and stop him from doing this thing he'll show up at at with this other target at this one place later in the day and i can take them out at the same time um and like that implied a kind of emergent gameplay that i didn't really know that was going to be there like like it seems like there's going to be some element of a of a hitman style um sandbox world that you can that you can maneuver the pieces in way in certain ways to to make cards fall the way that you want them to that i didn't realize was going to be in the game um, yeah 
so yeah i i think it 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 made me it it made me like this is already a game i was in interested in and this kind of was like ooh, there's just there's even more for me to chew on it looks like so yeah it looks cool yeah. Too bad it got delayed. Yeah, yeah, it got <laughs> delayed from the ending of this year to um, next year. Sometime Q2 next 2021. Mm. So there's, there is no answer online right now whether or not this is a timed console or not. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, let's see. Next, so I want to preface this because Force is going to get real giddy and maybe lose control. So Capcom... I'll keep myself tempered. Capcom's logo came up and um, it showed like a rainy... For the second time this show. Yeah, it (laughs) showed like a rainy street and I was just like, oh, they're going to show off the weird fake Kojima game again. Um, Can't remember what that was called. Do you remember that, Seth? Mm, No. Um, so the weird fake Kojima game, and instead it was, uh, more Devil May Cry 5, uh, the Devil May Cry 5 special edition. It's coming out, uh, digitally at launch and it's going to be on both sets of consoles, previous gen and next gen. Yes. Uh, current and next. Current gen as, um, it's only, so let me preface this with what the special edition is. Uh, we now have a playable version of Virgil, which hype, love it, can't love get enough Virgil. of it. Always um, love Virgil. And there will be an added turbo mode, which in previous special editions and versions of previous DMC games is basically, it ramps up the game speed by like 20%. So have fun with that. And then it's also adding a legendary Dark Knight mode, which is basically just you're fighting hordes of enemies which in this game is going to be so fun. Yeah. Um, so for the current gen version, the Xbox One and the PS4, um, it is just going to be Virgil as DLC from what they uh, said. And then the next gen version will be the version that has Turbo, Legendary Dark Knight mode, and Virgil as like nice. a whole package. Nice. Yeah. Very exciting. And, oh, also the next gen version will also have a few different... Um, visual options i guess i i'll describe it as um it will have a ray tracing option which yeah it'll have like frame rate or graphics essentially and there is a version that if you don't have the ray tracing on and maybe some other stuff you can have this game running at 120 fps (laughs) okay on consoles which is that's weird crazy though because this game already runs at 60 on the current gen right so like I, I also can't think of any any current console game that runs at 120. None. And your TV won't be able to handle it either. Probably not. So, <laughs> But that's still really exciting to me. It just further proves that the RE engine and the people at Capcom know how to use this thing. Um, yeah, it looked really cool. It also gives away some of the plot points of Devil May Cry 5. It's been um, like a year and a half. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been but. a hot minute. Um, this also is not going to get Seth to play this game. No, not at all. So even though I want him to, yeah, this game is good. It's so good. I, I screamed (laughs) for a solid minute straight. Once this trailer started, I called up one of my friends. I, I called them and they said, Hey, cause they were watching too. And they go, Hey Forrest, how, how are you doing right now? And I just go, yeah. 
<laughs> for straight 20, 30 seconds, I was losing my mind. And I was like, I'm. you hear how I am right now. I'm so pumped about this. And this is like a more laid back version of how I was when this trailer was actually playing during the stream. I was, I was screaming. I, you know, I bet because uh, Cameron lives across the street from me. Cameron, good friend of the show. Uh, he, I would not doubt that they probably could have heard me. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it was very exciting. I, I yelled a little bit. Um, I, I still just. I wish that this had come out sooner. Yeah, um, I gave up hope on it. I was not expecting yeah. it to be here. So, it's good. Um, the next thing was Oddworld Soulstorm, which I don't... Uh, I cut, That was my bathroom break. Okay, uh, yeah. I didn't watch the trailer for this. Seth, did you watch it? This continues to look... It's... I don't know. It, <laughs> it's very high graphical detail on a kind of very simple looking gameplay uh it's weird yeah uh, and it's and it's also strange that they keep um highlighting this i mean that's not to say that it's going to be bad but it's just it doesn't really fit alongside the kind of more grandiose stuff that is around it yeah so Oddworld soulstorm uh they did not give a date for that i don't think um then the next one, Seth, you have some experience with this franchise. Um, yeah, so this I was have none. So this was out. Of, this was wild. Uh, this was the, the next game was a new Five Nights at Freddy's game, uh, <laughs> subtitled Security Breach. Um, a very unsettling uh, trailer um, with oh, yeah. like some 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 creepy voiceover that and and some and like dark corners and you couldn't really tell but as it pulled back it it, it showed that it, it, you're in like a an arcade or something uh and it turns out that it's, it's a fazbear's pizza or whatever um but it looks to be a lot larger and more ambitious than other five nights games um so that was like when i when as they were pulling out and i was slowly realizing what this was like whoa Wait a minute! Yeah, what actually is, is this game? This. Yeah, it's an actual 3D playable space this time. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. What do you mean? Those environments straight look like it. I mean, yeah. Well, we don't know. Okay, fair. So yeah, it's it's definitely uh, it, it makes one wonder what the actual gameplay is going to be. Um, it, it's <laughs> I don't know, the like the voices made it seem like they're. Uh, certainly you are trying to evade an evil animatronic, but I think it's possible that there is an animatronic that is also on your side. Yeah, that's that's the vibe I got. You Or maybe you like retooled one to help you or something. Yeah. Um, looked interesting. Uh, did not... I'll say that it... <laughs> this was maybe the biggest surprise of the thing. <laughs> because yeah. if you had told me there was going to be another five nights at Freddy's and it was going to be one of the things showed off in the PS five launch thing. I would have been told you you were crazy. Um, so here it is. That's it's weird. Um, I wonder how, how much pull that franchise still has, like how much people still care. Apparently enough. So enough. Um, I could be, you know, doubting it. Um, next was 
the Demon Souls trailer, a new Demon Souls trailer. Uh, this game will be a launch title, uh, as revealed per Jeff Cayley's feed. Uh, Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> after the showcase, did not say that in the showcase nope. at all. Should have. Should have. Should have. Would have. Uh, Demon Souls. Um, I have no. I mean, I guess I played Bloodborne, but that's different than Demon Souls. Did you ever play Demon Souls, Seth? No, I had no idea it was a game uh, back when it was when it first came out. Um, did this get you interested in playing Demon Souls? Honestly, not really. Um, the whole aesthetic is not like it. It doesn't look great. There's also um, there's a conversation to be had about like the way that Blue Point is remaking this, um, and that Demon Souls, while it it came out on the PS3, which is necessarily going to make the graphics worse it also had a very distinct um art style which blue point seems to have just completely foregone in making the game it said a lot more higher fidelity and um it seems there seems a, a little bit of the magic that is was in the original game from stuff that i've seen looks like it has been lost here so um yeah, it, visually it does not do a whole lot for me, uh, and so I don't know. Like, like I've gotten more into these types of games, but they they need I I kind of need them to offer me more um, than what Demon Souls and Dark Souls did. Like those are uh, the foundational tech, so to speak, of the genre, but they also I think are more simple in gameplay so i don't know um yeah it's not a uh this isn't like i'm i'm interested in it just because of the way everyone talks about the original but on, it's not like on my must plays right i Fair. am with you i think it's interesting to tout it as a launch title um because even though it it's become like this sort of cult hit um it's a weird, it's a high bar um, to ask people to get hype about a, you know, a launch title that is very punishing. Um, so, so some of the, if you ever, if you want to look on Twitter, there's a lot of good side-by-sides of enemies and environments from the original one to this one. It just makes it look more generic, um, like Seth was saying. So it like, it takes away the charm and some of the, the luster and um, I guess some of also the stuff that you used your imagination for, yeah, um, for these enemy designs, and so it's it's not ideal and odd that they're remaking it this way. Um, but you know, Blue Point. What what else has Blue Point done? Do they do the Shadow of Colossus remake? Yeah, and I think um, there was there was some of the same criticisms to be levied against that with with this demon souls remake though what i got from it visually was that it looked a lot to me like dark souls 3 so like whereas demon souls and the first dark souls game looked pretty similar to me and this this is almost like the opposite end of like this game series timeline um yeah it it like there were environments and i don't know if i want to call them like models or anything but at least the lighting and the way some of the environments looked were very Dark Souls 3 to me. So, like, while it doesn't 
really go one for one to style with its original release, I think it still manages to to keep the visual identity of what the series was becoming towards the end. Oh no, for sure. It's just that, you know, there it's it's hard to explain without like showing you the yeah. side by sides. Um, and podcast, famously yeah. a non visual medium. Right. Um but then again, like it's like Seth said, like neither of us are like really tied to this. Um, it's just like seeing, like, it's it's hard to yeah. to see something that you can be like, oh, that actually is kind of unique and weird. And it's like, oh, that does look kind of, you know, just painted over and now more generic. So I feel so opposite on this. <laughs> um, but you haven't seen it. I have to show you the side. I have sides. seen it. So. I still think it looks great, but... That's fine. Yeah. Next... It certainly looks detailed. It does look detailed. Um, next, we got a trailer for Fortnite. Uh, Shocking. It happened. I'll give more time to Fortnite than Call of Duty. Uh, it looked like <laughs> Fortnite with a little more detail. So, um, good good on you, Fortnite, for Fortniting Fortnite. The Fortnite. You did it. Um launch it'll be there at launch big surprise uh did not i i assumed so uh gotta make how big of a deal do you think it would have been if they announced that it's times exclusivity on ps5 that would have been a pretty big Mm. deal that would have been a pretty big deal especially since they are sort of in a lawsuit with apple for being crappy to consumers um and that's a pretty crappy thing to do. So uh, interesting that if we lived in that world, I would be kind of interested to see where Twitter landed on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, Ironic. Yeah. Alternate timeline hypocrisy. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're getting to some of the big stuff they announced. Um, the next thing was the not Game Pass Game Pass. Uh, the PS Plus Collection. Um, I have a list of the games here. Um, so basically, when you buy a PS5, you will get several games um, added to your, I guess, sh- your your Digital. account yeah. digitally for free, um, for free at no additional cost. You like log in with your PlayStation Plus. I don't know how this works. If there's a code in the box, or what. Um, but God of War, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter World, Final Fantasy XV, Fallout 4, Mortal Kombat 10, Uncharted mm. 4, Ratchet and Clank, Days Gone, Until Dawn, Detroit Become Human, Battlefield 1, Infamous Second Son, Batman Arkham Knight, The Last Guardian, which I forgot that game existed, uh, The Last of Us, Persona 5, and Resi 7. Um, that is about 20 games for free at launch. Most pretty good games too. Yeah. And it's, it showcases some of what Sony was strong with in the previous generation. Yeah. Um, it's really weird to me, which versions of games they chose from specific franchises. Like, I don't know why, like I would not have chose Mortal Kombat 10. I I would have done 11 for the latest, you know, and like Persona 5, I would have thrown on Royal. 
Yeah, like, that's it's interesting. Just, it's just weird, weird choices that I don't know if we're ever going to get explanations for. Well, maybe it's just of how uh, recent a release oh, some of these oh, were. Yeah, does Seth have something? He do. Yeah, so like they they made it pretty clear that these were supposed to be like the the kind of defining games of PlayStation Four, and specifically Persona Five was a is was and is a PlayStation Four exclusive. And didn't move outside of that until Royal came out. There was a PlayStation 3 version of it. Well, yeah, okay, but actually. So, but, but he's saying because Royal's <laughs> yeah. on PC. Yeah. It is? Wait. Am I, I'm wrong on that. Yeah. I'm wrong you, on that. That would have been the biggest reveal to me today <laughs> if that was no, the case. I'm wrong on that. Um, But yeah, like I agree with Seth. Persona 5 was... It pretty much it was not on the Vita. No, nope. no, but it was on the four. Um, so what do you what do you think of this, Seth? I think it's inter- It's a big value prop, um, but it's also kind of strange because it's not tied to any actual service uh, besides PlayStation Plus, I guess. Um, I don't really have any thoughts on it either. Like, I mean, I guess the idea is for. If there are if new adopters, like new people getting into into Sony consoles, I guess here's a like an automatic a bunch of games that you have to play if you have not played them. So you know it's cool, and I imagine it didn't take them a whole lot of effort to move the stuff over. So it's kind of like the 3ds's ambassador program. <laughs> now that um, I consider it, yeah, it's. It is Sony's way of combating Microsoft's. There's a ton of games to play at launch with Game Pass. Um, this is sort of their way of saying, well, we have games too. Um, even though, according to the internet, this thing is going to be backwards compatible with the PS4. Um, you know, this is a good chunk of games that you'll get for free to play. A lot of hours of gameplay here. Um, now... We're getting to the the big stuff, the we not not talking about the size of the console, which I threw into the chat, um, way too big. Uh, it's like it's like sixteen inches tall. Um, it's insane. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to fit it in my entertainment center. Now that I think about it, you won't. Great, you, you won't. Guaranteed. I'll have, have to go up top next to the TV. You have to get a whole new shelf just <laughs> for each next generation console, and yeah. it better support at least 10 pounds worth of stuff because that's how much these things weigh. Um, So the PS5 officially is going to come out November 12th, two days after the Xbox. It's a Thursday. And it's coming out with a $500 disc version and the $400 discless version um, with like an 856 gigabyte hard drive, not a full terabyte. Um, which is curious. Um, and yeah, it's a hundred dollars cheaper without a disc drive. So the all digital, I mean, it's not like the series S, whereas the series S is less powerful. So that's why they were able to get it at the $300 price point. Um, so I, I will say, I think I thought the disc less one was going to be 450. So I'm kind of surprised to see the $400 price point here. Um, cause disc drives are not that expensive. <laughs> um, 
Seth, what do you think of this? Um, the so the price for the unit, the the, the regular unit, is what we expected, um, and probably less than Sony wants to sell it for. The digital one was surprising, if only that it's like it's the same specs, like, and it is, and it's four hundred bucks. Um, so that's kind of. You know, it's like I said with the the digital, like the the Series S. Um, it's it's a it's a compelling price to make you weigh. Hey, do I do I need this disc drive? Um, because at least with the PS Five digital, outside of not having this drive, there you really you literally aren't getting anything that is not in the base console. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was. It's definitely that was cheaper than I was expecting it to be, uh, and I'm I'm curious like how many people that will hook like just that that extra money um, that they will not have to spend on it that they maybe would not have spent otherwise. Yeah. Um, what what's what I find interesting is that they are going to continue to price the digital versions at the exact same price of the physical. Um, and that includes the, they are raising the Sony is being one of the ones that officially is raising the price to $70 a game. The price of games. It's the gotcha. price of games. Yeah. I was very confused for a few seconds there. That I may have worded that poorly. <laughs> I do that. Um, so, they are jumping to 70, whereas like Ubisoft and Microsoft are kind of sticking to the 60, 60 uh, at least for now. Um, really, Microsoft just sticking to please by Game Pass, but uh, <laughs> um, but 60, the 60 versus 70 debate, I imagine it'll be you know closed up within the next year at 70. Um, but but yeah, so. The, the surprising part of this is that um, no one, there was no word of pre-orders or anything with these prices. And so uh, everyone jumped to Twitter and was very confused. And then Jeff Cayley tweets out, um, so y'all want to know about pre-orders? And then tweets out that pre-orders for retailers are for select retailers will start tomorrow. Um which is partially true. Uh, and then Sony tweeted that out. And then um, <laughs> all of those retailers then put pre-orders out live today. It was pandemonium. So um, if you wanted to pre-order the system at a store, it's likely you're not going to be able like, um, there's the big rumor and Sony said that it's not true, but I, it's, they're going to say this is not true if it is, um, but that they're going to have a 4 million unit shortage next year because uh, of chip issues. And it's interesting that there's such low allocation for some of these stores. Um, my local store, which is a pretty high volume one, uh, only got allocated 15 total, 12 disc versions and three discless ones. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, Seth, are you, how do you feel about all of this? Um, 
Especially given uh, that Sony said that they're going to give people plenty of opportunity uh, to know about when to pre-order this thing. Well, look, personally, I have no investment in all the stuff that was happening. I wasn't really even aware of the whole pre-order debacle going on because I was not trying to pre-order the console. Um, so, you know, it's, it's certainly unfortunate, but I... Let's see, we're, we've got two months until the console comes out. Um, I can't imagine this is going to, like, this first wave of pre-orders is probably not going to be the entire allotment of consoles that are going to be available. So, I'll tell you from experience, um, from last, last generation um, launch, it... It was pretty few and far between getting shipments. Um, maybe two to three consoles every week um, a- until Christmas. And then we got another big influx. And then it was pretty sparse again after that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see the availability of this thing versus uh, the other consoles. And if they're, like there's going to be a a increased lead on one console because of availability. Um, but we, I don't know what stores allocation is going to be for the Xbox yet. Um, because they don't know, but it's, I just think it's going to be interesting. Not sure where it's all going to shake out. Um, but I did get mine pre-ordered. I, I got it. And I was one of the last ones at the store to get it pre-ordered. Um, so I have my PS5 guaranteed. And my I want to warn our listeners, um, because uh, the, la- the PS4 launch, um, get an extra controller if you want one and pre-order it. Um, because we did not get shipments of DualShock 4s in for like months. It was insane. Getting controllers was one of the worst things. Um, so if you want an accessory, I know that pre-ordering is kind of dumb. I get it. Uh, but if you want one and you want to guarantee that you're going to be able to get a controller, do it. Um, especially if you have like kids that are going to want to play with their friends and for the holiday, (laughs) like you're planning on this to be the big gift. So it's, you know, um, it was kind of unceremonious, some of the stuff, because we didn't have dates for a lot of it until it was just randomly blurted out on Twitter. Yep. Um, but as a whole, how did you feel about the event, Seth? Um, it was all right. Uh, like, I think it matched it, what my expectations were. Um, one thing we did get a date for... Well, not really an exact date, uh, but they ended the show up with a teaser for God of War Ooh, yeah. coming of yep. 2021. Um, so that's good to know. Uh, it, it was strange the way that they didn't include all pertinent information on a lot of this stuff um, and yeah. just did it, dropped a bunch of it in a press release. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fine. It it was a fine showing, I suppose. Um, but again, I'm not one who is super 
bound and 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 getting a a, a being a, a PS5 owner day one. Um, so like definitely it's stuff there that is interesting to me. Um, but when I get around to playing that stuff is is a different question. Yeah, fair. I I think this whole thing was really front loaded. Uh, I was way more interested in hype in the beginning. And then it kind of started to lose me, um, like right after Call of Duty and Resident Evil, because I'm not a Resident Evil guy. Um, and then it, it brought me back in with some of the later stuff. Um, I, I'm kind of surprised they didn't show a little more or like reiterate that Horizon's coming, um, especially since seemingly that might be a next year title also. Uh, that's what I was seeing on Twitter and which is we're going to get God of War and that I mean we did that last time right I think so maybe Mm. maybe it was close so you know Horizon's coming that's coming to PS4 they announced that today Um, that's going to be a PS4 and PS5 title Um, so yeah it it was a lot of news some of it murky and then just randomly thrown in press releases um, it, uh, it, I, I, it made me more excited for the system. Seeing Miles Morales gameplay really got me. Yeah. So, um, I'm interested in seeing that game as pretty as it can be. So give it to me and make it run as best as it can. Um, cause whether or not, uh, you know, the graphical fidelity, the speed of the solid state drive is I hate saying that because it's just the architecture of what they're building on. It's not just a solid state that makes it faster, um, even though that helps a lot. So it's going to be interesting to see these games running on a system with a solid state drive and how much faster it loads stuff and loads you to where you're going and everything. Um, But I'm, I'm pretty excited. And yeah, Forrest, what did you think? Are you... You excited? Yeah, I was really positive on the showing as a whole. Um, well, it had Devil May Cry 5. Yeah, exactly. And which Resident was Evil. so out of the you, blue for me. There was no chance you were not going to <laughs> think this was the best. Well, also it opened with Final Fantasy 16. So, like, the the showing as a whole was... Get, it gave me things that I was really looking forward to and was expecting, but also gave me some curveballs and straight up just slapped me upside the head with Devil May Cry which I'm very thankful for. But because of what was shown here, I definitely, like, in order of priorities uh, when it comes to getting the next-gen consoles, the PS5 is at the top of my list right now, like, to the point where I'm actively, like, going to try to pre-order one. I want one on launch day. I want to play DMC5 Special Edition. I want to get my hands on a bunch of these exclusives, even if they come out a year or two down the line, that I'm not going to be able to get on xbox you know right like it was just such a good showing to me that i am i'm all in now i think the the one thing this was missing was maybe uh giving more of a concrete date on ratchet and clank yeah which all we have is the vague launch window um which i i guess would be like three months around launch yeah um so seth was there any news that maybe you did not think about during the show that you want to let us know? Well, if I didn't think about it, 
Well, that you thought about and haven't let us know yet. Do uh, we miss anything? Well, there's this little thing that um, the Super uh, Mario 3D All Stars. That's that's the name of it, right? Yes. Um, was leaked onto the internet, and it was found out that they are uh, the games are not natively running on Switch. They are instead running on custom built emulators. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, and in the like in the data of the Nintendo 64 emulator that is running uh, Mario 64, there is there are like uh, just a, there are lines indicating. Um, other Nintendo 64 games, um, like the I guess the ability for it to to play those games. I haven't seen anything about the 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 Wii emulator that is running the other two games, but um, so there could be um, in the future uh, uh, plans for Nintendo to release other games using this software, which is one of the reasons that we speculated. Maybe for the, uh, the 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 thing the, the in March where these go away. What's the word for that? Right. The the I don't uh, remember what the word. What there's got it. <laughs> they're not going to be available. The... They're not going to be available after March, and this may be one of the reasons is that they have plans to release more stuff and maybe release these individually. Um, but yeah. yeah. All right. Um, you know, we're going to be coming at you hot next week with um, seemingly a bunch more news because there's a Nintendo partner, direct partner showcase tomorrow. tomorrow. Um, so uh, look forward to a new episode soon from us. And if, uh, if there's huge news, um, maybe this weekend. But if not, we'll just we'll see you next week. Um, and with that, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs>